So what's up? We're here with my man, Calvin Wilbon. I feel like he's the future of dog training. And uh, we got him right here live with us on the Dog Days podcast. What's good, bro? What's up, brother? What's up? Not much, man. I've been wanting to holler at you for a long time. So Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. You know, you know how it is, man. Just keeping, you know what I'm saying, the feet on the ground and, and, and trucking it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, man, you got you got you got a little. I ain't gonna say a wave, but I think that you're gonna have a lot going for you in the future. Like as far as like just being like the next like uh, Nino Dwarfs, uh, Bart Bellin, or something like that. I don't know when it's gonna come, but I feel like that. I just got that feeling that it's gonna be. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate that, man. No, I, man, I don't know if you see it. You know how some people become like, I don't know if you're religious or not. You know how when people get into uh, like preaching and stuff and they're like, man, I never thought in a million years I'd be a, a pastor on a church or whatever. You know what I'm saying? I just get that, that vibe. That's how it is, man. It's just basically because <clears throat> it's, it's basically what I ask for, man. Like, it's like, I don't, I know people really don't know me, man, but my life before this one was not life, always life, like life, like, but like things that I'm interested in, mm -hmm. like my life, like growing up where I where I'm from, people didn't take dogs seriously. Right. So it's kind of like, a, you know, it was my own little thing, but really, and anybody that see this, I ain't, I ain't tripping if anybody see this man that know me from my past, but everybody thought I was going to the MLB. Like that's what the, that's what they thought, you know, like, uh, that's just what they thought, man. But I really had a wake up <clears throat> when I started, um, getting these feelings, like it got to be somebody in my family that really make it big because life is too short to be born to do something great. So then when I went to one of my relatives and I see how the family members look at them, I was like, I asked, I said, Connor, I was like, I feel like that I'm supposed to be doing something really great. And I'm mm -hmm. like, what is it going to take for me to really hit it big to a point to where I change the dynamics of my family? And mm -hmm. she was like, you know, are you ready to hear this? And I, I'm probably like 15, 16. And she was just like, you ready to hear this? And I, at the time I was cutting hair and everything, you know, doing my baseball thing. And, uh, and of course, everybody say MLB, you make it big, you do this and that and other. But when she said, what could you do every day for free if you had all the money in the world and never get tired of it and help people? And I didn't stutter. I didn't take no chance. Hey, look, I ain't take no chance. It's crazy. I said, I dog train. I dog train for free. I do, I do it for free every day. And she told me, she said, well, that's what you need to do. And I promise you, bro, I ain't, I ain't think about how could I fail or nothing. I just went for it. So, yeah, man. So after that, man, it just really led, it just really started like making that my predominant thought. I started really focusing on like, you know, like asking God for guidance and asking God for like an understanding. And the thing that I ask for and what I feel like that people need to learn is that we are the reason why we uh, don't get to where we are trying to go 
or we may get distracted by people and what they're doing and say, well, now I want to be the best just because this dude doing it. I want to be the best basketball player just because this dude doing it. I want to be the best dog trainer. It's basically you taking control of your life and then believing in yourself enough to say, well, this is what I want to do. And now I'm going to let God direct the path. And all I'm going to do is enjoy the process. And, bro, that's what I feel like I did, bro. I just, I ag, I, I'm asking and I'm continuing to ask to be who I really am, man. And I, and that's what I believe. Yeah, man. I kind of stick to that. Um, the, what's the scripture? It's a scripture about that. Lean not into your own understanding, but in all our ways, acknowledge yeah. him and he shall the record pass. So I'm, I'm on that big, yo. Like, I, I, I feel like. I was working at a vet clinic and uh, I thought that was, that was just my thing. Like I just like the animal hospital, saving animals, you know, the emergency scene when a dog come in, hit by a car, overheating in the car, whatever it is. I just felt like the rush of like, let's see if we can save him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, uh, and uh, I, I tell people all the time, I'm a, I'm a better vet tech than I am a dog trainer. That's what so, I'm talking about, bro. So, yeah, I, I did that for since 2000. Well, no, actually, I started. I'm 38 years old right now. I started doing it when I was uh, 14. I started volunteering at a vet clinic in New Orleans. And then when I got old enough to work, I kind of did that. Then I went to the Army. I did four years in the Army as a as a vet tech. And that's kind of how I. Bro, man. That's what's up. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. That's Look. That's kind of how I, I I linked up into the working dog stuff. Because my dad, he bred German Shepherds and we had dogs. And he used to be like, a, you know, that 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 hood dog trainer. Oh, your camera. Went oh, there you go. Yeah. But, you know, like that hood trainer that just, you know, uh, you could turn your dog, got that on and off switch. You could make him lay down, but the precision wasn't there. Like he could make my dog crawl the whole neighborhood block. And so my dad was on, he was that type of stuff, but not on a level like, like you or I, we took it to, you know, we're on a different mm-hmm. level of just because that's a, the culture you, you engulfed in the yeah. culture. He was just a, a guy with a dog that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> spent time yeah. with it and then got it to do crazy stuff. But uh, yeah, man, that vet tech stuff took me uh, super far. And then I, I got into it. Like you have to take care of like the military working dogs first. Mm-hmm. And so I did that and I got, kind of close with the guys and that's the first time I really was into dogs like working you know what I'm saying like really working um I, I met some uh, shits and guys when I was younger but I really didn't like that too much because I didn't understand it was boring to me like the but the OB now that I'm old that captures my eye like I'm like oh yeah I love, I love yeah, it bro that shits the OB it's more exciting because right right now everybody dogs bite you know what I'm saying and the difference between a biting dog or a good dog and a great dog is the control and the obedience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, man. So how did you, um, how did you get started into, into dog training? So I know you said that you like you liked it and you would do it if you, you know what I'm saying, for free and work, but how did that passion come about? So I, uh, I really started training at my first, the first dogs I trained was is rabbit dogs. I used to train these older guys. I used to train they uh 
they rabbit dogs to basically mind them. And then they taught me how to teach a dog to be better at hunting, which is a natural instinct that they have. It was amazing to see a dog that just want to hunt. And then when they find a rabbit, they don't necessarily care about it. They want to hunt. So like, bro, I got some, I got some freaky stuff that I was able to put together, man, through God. But I, I got some freaky stuff that I was able to make, make sense. And like the, the dogs that I trained just for rabbit hunting, I'd use them same techniques on my, on my uh, mouths and pit bulls and, and uh, German shepherds and stuff for the work that we do. But I really started, man, I really started around, I would say I, I started seriously training around 15, 16 with the rabbit dogs. And then the end of me being 16, going into 17, I started, I started doing law enforcement. Um, I used to work with a guy named David Foster. Uh, he was the he was a vendor for a few places in Arkansas for uh, law enforcement dogs, and I would just bring my dog out, and he had showed me some stuff with my dog, but he would have me doing most of the work mm-hmm. and just showing me right. And but that was the first time I ever picked up a sleeve and everything. But um, my old partner, I remember when I was probably about thirteen years old. My cousin, I know I'm bouncing around, but my cousin uh, showed me my old partner at 13. And I remember, like, I remember that when I was a kid. And uh, my cousin was just saying that he had his dog trained by him. And we got to saw, I saw some dogs at such a young age. And and then time went by, man. And like I say, I started working them beagles, then started going off into the law enforcement dogs. And it was real slight. Uh, and then I went straight off into protection dogs around 18, 19. How, how old are you now? I'm 26 now. Oh, okay. You've been working for a while, about eight years. Maybe more than that, like, about, like 10 about, years. About, yeah, about 10 if you if you count the beagles. Yeah. If you count the beagles in the beginning of my law, well, doing law enforcement. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, man. So, yeah, like I said, I've been watching you for a long time. I started off watching Derrick Rose. And then, you know, he's like Mr. PSA. So um, through through just watching him, I think you was, I seen something with you on his page. I don't know if you bred to his dog or you got a dog from him or I don't know how that worked, but I came across your page after, you know, that and I was just watching him like, man, that dude getting on it. Like he, you could see the change like fast. You know what I'm saying? Like you going from, just normal training or not having that precision like you got on Primo to getting it on all the dogs that you post, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so when you start getting that consistency, it's the system. It's not like, oh, you've you've got a system that's consistently working. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah. that's the thing, bro. That's the thing. It's like, I really didn't know I had a system until until I started, like you say, started working with multiple dogs. And then when I talk to somebody or try to teach somebody or training their dog, and I, I basically was talking out of my brain, but it was just like me telling them, like, hey, it's like, hey, I said A, B, C, D, E, F, G. And then I do it so much to a point to where I started writing down notes. And then I remember waking up out of my sleep, bro. Hey, it's going to be crazy. The only reason why I brought up the baseball stuff because mm-hmm. I wasn't really this skinny, bro. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. I stopped eating everything, man. I remember, bro. I used to be, I used to be a nice side. But when dog, when I really started getting like freakishly, like becoming a freak about dogs, like yeah, bro, obsessed. I, 
That's how you Man. get good at anything, though. It, it seems crazy. Yeah, bro. Like, people real deal, like, worried about me for a while. But, uh... Nah, I used to have I used to have that uh that size on me, man. But I caught myself waking up early in the mornings, and I would just go out work with dogs, and then I wouldn't eat until like seven p.m. And then I'd get full, and I do it every day. And then my people that was around me was like, "You sick? Something wrong with you?" This now I ain't see it. I ain't see it at all, bro. And so I really started worrying about my like appearance and everything. But I really real did just feel like that I woke up and I was just, I had already been knee deep into it. But but now, nah, man, I got a strong system now, though. Like, I got a strong system now. And it's just, I let the dog, I let the dog teach me at this stage, man. It's, it's pretty cool. So, so what would you, what would you say is your like dog training philosophy? Would you say you took something from other people like Nino, Barbella? Do you follow anybody? Like, who inspired you to, to, so, so this is my thing. What who inspired me, man, realistically, is is like Michael Jordan, and I know you talking about dogs, but I'm gonna I'm gonna break it down a little bit. All right. So, like, I've never been a fan at anything, mm-hmm. kid. I never was a fan. Like, I wasn't. I never. I never. I thought he was weird. Like, I've always tried to like fake. Like, only reason why I started liking LeBron James is because my daddy liked him. Mm-hmm. Like, I I felt so out of place everywhere I went. But when I started getting off into dogs, I started seeing what people really can do with dogs. Then I became a, a fan of Michael Ellis. You know what I'm okay. saying? Like, okay, the Learbird. I became a fan of Michael Ellis, looking at Michael Ellis, but I didn't understand it because they was talking in, like, in like the scientific terms and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it, it made me feel like inadequate a little bit. I do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So then I started looking at more trainers and like I started to get my basic stuff down just by fooling with dogs. So what people don't realize, and I and it's nothing against this, bro. And I don't want this to sound bad or nothing. Cause realistically I was I was jealous. You know, I'm glad God put me on the path that I'm in that I'm on, but I couldn't ask my parents to be like, hey, send me to dog training school. You know, like, my parents are looking at me so dang crazy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, they about to spend their money on that. So, as I started getting older, it was just the fact that I was working with a lot of dogs and figuring out through dogs. But, like, to answer that question on, like, what I really learned from people was potential. I didn't necessarily I didn't necessarily learn because ain't nobody I don't care who they are, bro. I don't care how much money you spend. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody gonna teach you that. Teach you the one, two, three. Ain't nobody mm-hmm. gonna teach you their way of thinking. And it's not even that some people not gonna do it. But some people gonna try to do it, but they still can't because their true system is on the inside of their mind. The true system is a feel. Can't nobody teach a feel, bro. Right, 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 right. So, like, this is what I, this is what I try to tell people all the time. Like, you ever see, you ever see, you play basketball, though? You hoop, though? Oh uh, yeah, man, I dunk on anybody that listens. Yeah. Okay, okay. So, you, if you go to the court, you know, if you see a guy just dribbling, just dribbling oh, yeah. the ball, you could kind of see if he could ball a little bit, or you could be like, man, because play football, he ain't, this ain't him. You feel me? Mm-hmm. When I try to teach people how to train especially with the learning like you're a whole lot more smoother than when i am but 
the timing and the feel and the reading the dog. And if you know how some dogs, especially if you got some skittish ones, they don't really want to come to your hand at first. They like, you know, mm-hmm. they don't know, they don't have the patience to, you know, and then they start like, oh man, I got four weeks to train them. And they start pulling them up and instead of letting them figure out it on his own, then it's going to be, you know, way better in the end. But it's just, it's just hard to get people to get, even in decoying, it's trying, it's trying to hard to get them to see like what's about to happen. Like it's mm. just, a, it's just being there. Like them reps is going to get you what you want to get. Like if I'm catching a dog, I could catch a dog a hundred times and then he go bite somebody else. And then he bite down on their forearm, oh, yeah. biting their chest. And I'm like, bro, you gotta, you gotta guide that sucker to get them in the right, you know, mm-hmm. like, it's just like catching the, you know, catching the baseball or something. You gotta look them in, you know, people mm-hmm. close their eyes and they, what I feel like is a lot of people when they starting to catch dogs at first, they used to catching clean dogs, like dogs that been biting the bicep their whole life. And then you teaching decoys on that. And I'm like, listen, bro, every dog's not going to bite you like that. Every dog's not going, you know, some dogs going to dial it down. Some dogs going, and then in different venues, APPDA, they, they don't let you put your hand out. They, you got to, you know, like just hold your hands down and just walk forward, you know? Yeah. So it's different. Like, so you just got to learn how to feel it out, feel out the situation, but that's with everything. But yeah, man, it's just, uh, I want to, I want to, I want people to see how it can be done. And just like, you inspire me, bro, to keep, cause sometimes I'll be laying in my bed and then you'll come up on my timeline, bro. And I'll be like, get up man that train you feel me <laughs> bro, i'm like man just get up bro because i'm like i got kids i got like 50 other things to do you know yeah. warden dogs train dogs and i'm like they just pets they don't need all that mm-hmm. you know but putting that type of ob on pets helps you when you start to do your your own dog you know people don't really realize that it's not trained. So, like, where people fail at, bro, is where they try to change. They try to. So, if you ever see what I post, like, 90% mental, 10% physical, mm-hmm. it's not about what the dog is doing physically. It's what the dog does mentally before it does the physical. If you know where the mental is going, then the physical is going to follow. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, like, what you were saying is, like, with luring. So, if I can see it, if I can see it before it happens or if I know what triggers a dog to uh, move a certain type of way, then I can meet it or I can flow with it. So like with lure around, you got some dogs that don't, 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 you know, dive into your hand. You got some dogs that, that they all over the place, but it took me a lot of practicing. It took me a lot of dogs to really find out that it's not about what they're doing. It's about what they're thinking about, which dictates what they do. And that's where people, and that's where I started to see, like, I know people ain't really been, and, and you said the same thing about the company that I'm with. I just opened up my new company. Uh, it's basically a rebrand. My, my ex-partner, he, he uh, retired and closed down the company. So it's basically a rebrand. And I'm focusing more on education, bro. Like, I'm not, like, I train so many dogs. It's crazy. And it's not the dogs, it's the people. So, like, my goal is is to basically get that message out there that 
It's more about the dog's mental. And if you can think about the mental, just like my book, if you know how the dog thinks, then you know how to make the dog react. So like I got all that stuff in the book as well. Well, it's a lot of stuff in the book, but it's basically like the beginning of basically like Calvin, but beginning of time at understanding dogs. I promise you, bro, I wouldn't let nobody touch a dog until they 100% understand it. Then I get them physical. I get them physical, like practical stuff to do. And I promise you, they'll be a lot better. You know, I done done all of the, I done done, I didn't got bit. I done done all of the crazy stuff for people. So it's like, now nah, this is the direction that I'm going to go in. So, but yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like uh, it takes more time to do it like that? Or do you feel like, you know what I'm saying? Like, does it, does the, does the pro sometimes like when you're doing, cause I started off when I first started off training, bro, I would not give a dog a treat. I never gave him a ball, a toy, nothing. I used to just be like in my head. I used to just say, he needs to do what I'm saying because I'm saying it. And I teach him compulsion. It was a hundred percent compulsion. I had a dog that I, I, um, I think I got, I got a PSA one with her in the whatever without ever giving her to a toy nothing because i was into personal protection so what i did was i had a i uh i'm on the field and we used to play a lot but this just irked my nerves so i'm on the field with her, i'm healing and it's like a courage test and so i'm holding the collar i'm turning her on she's excited pulling on the on the collar leash or whatever i send her the decoy just throws a bucket of tennis balls at her Bro, she grabbed one and just brought it back to me like, oh, yeah. And I'm like, the man running like, hey. And she never she never engaged him at all. Like, I had to, like, resend her, but the exercise was over. So yeah. from, from that point, I was just like, forget the balls, forget the toys, just bite and listen. And she did super, super well to say that I never had given her a war. So I'm, like, so much further in uh in training than where i was just being around different people seeing different methods you know going to different seminars just educating because right now there's so much information available and i'm the type of person that i can i can look at something and just see it and be like oh that's how they did that that's you know and then i try to apply and then i have so many client dogs that i could practice on them it's not gonna really make a difference as far as like the precision is concerned you know mm -hmm. so i just um put that into place but bro i i just i want to say it's maybe been i've been training dogs since oh six oh five oh six i mean really been training my whole life but seriously since like oh five oh six and then i probably started the last five or six years you know, doing like a reward-based system, you know, getting into like the free shaping and all that stuff, you know, the Nipopo, the, all this crap, you know, and using the e-collar because I never did that either. I, I never used to use the e-collar, nothing for stop a dog from barking. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But Yeah, man. But yeah. now I'm on it. So I got my new dog, um, Reaper, the one from the U.K., and yeah, I just, anything I do to him, I really don't want to mess him up. So I just, you know, I take my time um, teaching him stuff. So it's coming along, though. 
he looked good too, man. Nice, strong dog. I was supposed to get. I don't think it was. Who was his parent? Is it Gorilla? No, Deuce and Duty. Deuce and Duty. I think I was supposed to been getting a Gorilla son or some a while ago, but I think that was around the same time that I was trying to pick out my female for Primo. It was a lot of stuff going on, but I real deal had communication with them and was going to get a dog from them. It just didn't fall the way that it was supposed to fall. But what's so crazy is that when you had got that dog, I remember looking, I was like, I I feel like, you know, I know he's going to put that work in. I feel like that I got the dog, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, I, just, yeah, yeah. I just look at your dog and I'm like, yeah, it's just like, you know, be having the dog. Cause that's just how it is. That's just how I am, bro. I, I really wish I had everybody dog, man. I wish I had all dogs. Yeah. But you know, but nah, the good nah. ones, the good ones. Uh-huh. I said the good ones. Yeah, yeah. Hey, but I like, bro. And what's so crazy, man? That my partner now, man, he was just like Calvin. He said, "Man, you like fixing stuff." I said, "Dang, I do." He's like, "Man, you like fixing stuff, man." You, you, you know. He was just basically telling me, like, you know, as far as the time that I got. I can't fix everything. Like most people, like if I would have told you, man, how Primo was as a puppy, like he'd been washed from like three different people as a puppy. How old was he when you got him? I got him right. I got him off the plane at like five and a half, six months. Oh, he had some age on him. He wasn't a little puppy. No, nah, but he didn't know nothing. He didn't even know how to bite a, he didn't know how to bite a suit. But the thing was, is that the only way that I ended up, only reason why I ended up with him, because I ordered an 11 month old dog for my client. Mm-hmm. And they sent me a five, six month old puppy. But he was big, he was a big puppy. Mm-hmm. So, but when I got him off the plane, I sent them a side by side picture. This is, this is the dog, this is the dog that I ordered. And this is the dog that y'all sent. Then I started doing some research and really getting down to the nitty gritty on him and come to find out they paired him with the litter that he came out of. And I was like, dude was only five, five and a half months, but I didn't start fooling. He was a kennel dog. I didn't start fooling with him. The woman gave up on him at like six and a half months. And then I just put him, he was a kennel dog. He just was, you know, around the kennel people, you know, taking him out, using it, you know, but Joker didn't bite no, he didn't want to bite no suit. He was a prey freak. That was about as good, you know, as good as he would get, but he, you know, he'll bite anything small, but he wouldn't bite no suit. He wouldn't, what else he didn't do? Oh uh, yeah, he, he when he finally started biting suits, he used to walk. He used to walk to bite the decoy. It's funny, bro. Like he, he would literally, he didn't know he could run, bro. He didn't know he could run. He'll walk and he'll, go up and bite like he just couldn't put those pieces together bro just hearing that bro i i probably i ain't gonna say how yeah i washed out a lot of dogs not like or gave up on them and like just sold them and i'm like oh, i'll get a new one i'll get another one with some more drive with this that another like like if i don't know if you've seen the dog blade um robert garland owns them me and him uh imported them from uh tyler in the uk the Apex canine. You probably seen this stuff before, but uh, he used to have a dog named Sirius, and this dog is his dog named his Sirius's son. But uh, man, this dog—if it's not acting like that, 
I kind of don't want it. Like, he's just super, super, super geeked up. He's one of them dogs that are like, he's going to take the reward from you all the time, no matter what's going on. And the problem I have with Reaper right now is that he, as soon as he sees a decoy, it's over with. He's going to listen. He's going to do everything I'm asking him to do. But he's, if I say, if I try to give him the ball or something, yes, good boy. He's like, nope, I don't want it. You know what I'm saying? So I, I have dogs to. Dogs like that so easy, bro. Huh? Dogs like that so easy. If they show you, if they show you that they really, 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 really want a decoy, then they have the ability. And that's where I feel like that that part of dogs is what's so interesting to me is because if a dog show me, and you can vouch for this because I know you've seen it out of clients, though. If a dog is really bad and don't want don't want to do what you say, they end up being the best dogs because to me, if you if you ask me, to me, I see ability. That's why one of my quotes is don't ever, I got so many, it say don't ever um, limit a dog's ability. And the dog's ability is based off of your ability. So basically, if your ability isn't as high, then the dog's ability is going to be really low. But when a dog shows me, I just want to basically, you know, to people is kill. But basically to me, it's just, I just want to play. I want to decoy. I want to, bro, that sucker man could do the same thing for a ball. That sucker can do the same thing for tracking. He has the ability, man. Like, I love that stuff, man. So I love dogs like that, bro. Them suckers act like that they can't they can't switch over. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you, bro. Them suckers, man, they be, man, they'll be some them jokers be strong, man. I yeah, love them. Dogs, I've been man. I've been working on it. And the thing I do like about them is I don't have to show them stuff a couple times. And he's like, oh, okay. Man, I was doing like the back transport, just messing around. I only did it like two or three times. And because I wanted to out and do that automatic, like go to the back. So he just, boop, and then he went around and sat down. Like, he still remember that. I haven't done that in so long. Like, <laughs> it's been, he was a small puppy when I was doing it with the boxes and stuff. So yeah. I was like, okay, he, he catch on quick. Yeah. But That's you just have so- to know what you're doing, when you're doing it, and not like contradict yourself in training. Sometimes you get, especially with, the club that I have, we have a lot of dogs that just, they don't have the same goals that I, I, I have. You know what I'm saying? So I, it's a lot of fun stuff going on. You know what I'm saying? Jumping in cars on top of, all kind of crazy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And and I'm just like, man, I want to, I want him to get some work in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that, it, to satisfy me instead of just sticking to the plan, you know? But it's hard sometimes, especially if you got a dog that's gonna, you know, he's gonna do it. Yeah. Yeah. I took him hog hunting. That was a crazy yeah. experience. Man. You did, man. Man. Oh, you, hey, you, hey, you, hey, you, my guy. Hey, listen. You my guy, bro. You my guy. Hey, reason why I say that is because I consider Primo as a multi purpose canine. Mm-hmm. People say, what all he know how to do? He'll do whatever I tell him to do. Yeah. I don't care what it is, but you right there, you beat me. You beat me, man. That's what's up. Bro, listen, we got out there. <laughs> no, let hold on. Look, we got out there, and uh, the guys who we went with who guided us on the hunt, um, they got, like, two or three dogs, like, 
that they just have on the truck. The dog's so crazy. It's so crazy because they're not trainers like us, but they, it's 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 so country. You know what I'm saying? Backwoods. Man, listen, they just like get on, load up. You know, they load them up, get them in the truck, and the dogs know the position. So one of them get high on top of the box. Two of them hang over each side of the truck, and they just ride down these rows of like orange. It's like an orange pasture or something. We was in Florida, so they're going up and down, up and down. So look, they spot a pig and they make some noise. Yeah, go get them all. They jump off. All three of them jump off. They gone. So look, he's looking at the little Garmin thing. And they they might stay out there, bro, 30, 40 minutes before we get out with the catch dogs and be like, okay, go, you know. So we get out, we hear a pig just, you know, they barking. Cause I guess the thing vibrate when they got a, a hog bait up. We get out there, you know, Marcus, right? Marcus. Marcus with the mal. You probably seen it, the Malinois hitting that hog. Mm-hmm. Is, okay. Did he do uh, Iron Wheel? No, he never competed with his dog yet. Marcus Alexander, he got a young dog. He's like 15 months, 15, 18 months, something like that. But uh, anyway, he goes out. He lets his dog go. And the dog, the, the hog is in like these briar thickets. We crawling through there. I feel like I'm getting crucified. Thorns all in my head. It was terrible, bro. So I'm, I'm low crawling through there. So we get in this little pocket. But we can barely stand up and hunched over. I let Reaper go. He hit the hog. He stayed on him. But it's two do two dogs on the hog. You know, Marcus' dog and my dog. So, you know, the little bay dogs, they be nipping at him and stuff like that. So we get him off. We see another hog. The hog run across. I see a big, I'm talking about this thing look like a dinosaur. Man. He run across. And they like, let the dog go. Let him get him. I'm like, hell no. I just got my dog shipped over here. I'm not with it. He, he don't even know that he, at the time we took him, he was like eight months. So I'm like, nope, nope. So it was probably like 20 hogs, but mixed sizes. And then it had some little straggly little piglets. So when they came, I was like, oh yeah, I let him go. He hit one of them and that just got my ego going. Cause he, we didn't have to do nothing. He, he just caught him, slammed him down. And he stayed on until I came. Mm -hmm. he caught like two of them two little hogs and then so they almost over bro and then they're like oh they go out we got one more this dog the hogs probably like 130 140 pounds and it just it was just stopped and it's just staring him and the dog staring straight at each other but i got i got reaper he just pulling on leash acting crazy i just let him go he hit the hog like i'm talking about like a hardest hitting but he bit it across this muzzle and then he got this possession thing where he'd like to hold everything, you know. So he putting his feet in the thing mouth. So it like was crunching on his toes. And then I just seen blood coming out. I jumped on that pig, bro. We was fighting <laughs> together. <laughs> so look, the thing, it's, it's flipping my dog up, man. Got them all tangled up in the bi wire fence, bro. I said, I am never doing this again. Not, not, not with him. You feel me? Yeah. Not with him. Like he just, he ain't with it, man. We gotta go out there strapped up. We gotta go out there like RoboCop next time. I ain't, ain't gonna be no. And I'm not letting them go in the woods where I can't see him. You feel mm -hmm. me? I gotta see the hall him getting because we fighting together. I can't. I don't know. I ain't letting my. Yeah. Brother. Oh yeah. My man was oh, out yeah. of commission, bro, for like a month, bro. With a broke, he broke his uh. So I don't know if you seen me post that, but I post the X-ray. I think yeah, I did see that. Yeah, that was I terrible. How you did it though? 
Yeah, the hog, damn hog chewed my dog foot. That was horrible. <laughs> I was I was feeling bad for him. I'm like, damn, I knew I shouldn't have let him go. He did good. I felt good about myself on the little hogs. <laughs> we should have just <laughs> we should have just wrapped it up. Yeah. Yes, indeed. That's what's so, man. That's man. That's life, bro. I love it, bro. That's life. Yeah, that's man. living, man. It is, man. You look like you be having fun, man. I see you dancing and stuff. You used to dance. That's crazy. So, yeah, when I was a younger man. No, that boy be. That boy be. I seen him hitting the ticket <laughs> and the head and lose. I said, "Oh, he gone. He gone." Yeah. I, used, I used to dance when I was a kid, man. My cousin, he used to be a boxer, man, named Jermaine Taylor. He used to mm-hmm. have these little family events. And, man, I used to win them little dance battles, man. But I was just a kid, man. We used to pop like and go to these little parties and battle with people, man. But that's oh, just you was, kid. Hey, you yeah. was into it, though, because you yeah. you ain't doing no, uh, that boy think he a jabberwocky. <laughs> a job, hey, you know, hey, we used to, hey, we used to think we was them too. Yeah, I said, I said, oh no, that ain't no like just dancing at the crib, brubbing in the mirror, no shirt <laughs> on, and, uh, uh, he, <laughs> brubbing in the mirror. He been working. <laughs> oh, fast. Yeah, I said this boy about to fact. be on uh little Chris Brown or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, hey, the stuff, just, the stuff, just fun, man. I'm just. Honestly, bro, you'll hear me bring up God a lot, man. I'm just I'm just blessed for the life that I have, man. I'm just blessed to be able to see to see what I'm doing and being able to see what I've done. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And bro, it's just about having fun, man. It's too many. And I ain't gonna say serious, man, because you got to watch your back, man. You got to protect yourself, you got to protect your family, but I'm all about just trying to be positive, man. It's too much negative stuff, man. It you is. Know? It's a lot, bro. Like, I I, I, I was well, in high school, bro. I just used to fight all the time. And I feel like not doing that, being mature, it just feels so much harder to deal with people in the drama, especially in the dog community. It's like, I'm one of them people who just like, I just like helping people. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like to see my man next to me up. You feel me? Mm-hmm. And my whole squad, I just want to see everybody who I come in contact with do good, you know. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes I don't know. I think people just see that as like I'm trying to run their life or something, but I'm just trying to help out, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then you never know how people thinking and how they perceive your actions or whatever, but you know, it's meaning well, you know what I'm saying? Because I see the people who kick it with me like like family, you know. But sometimes, bro, that junk don't get reciprocated and you just like, because I'm not looking for nothing back. But it's just sometimes people get out on your name with, you know, it just be weird, man. It just be weird dealing with the dramas in the dog community. I just never thought that it would be like this. I thought after I got out of high school, this kind of stuff was over with, you know. Nah, man. And one thing that I learned too, bro, is like, like, don't get me wrong. I'm a human. I have feelings. But at the same time, most stuff that I hear or most stuff that people try to involve me in or whatever the case may be, I have to real I realize too, like the greater picture is that everybody got one life, right? You got one life. Now, just because you got one life, however your programming was or however you was when you was a kid or whatever the case may be, what people has witnessed from people and how 
society has raised that particular person or a group of people that's trying to do you wrong it's not really it's not really their fault because everybody not gonna wake up at the same time or even wake up in a lifetime so grumpy people man it's just based off of how they believe that you know they should just go about life and some people are just not happy bro you can't i ain't gonna say you i'm not giving you no lecture then you know but I, I I make it make sense to myself too. But sometimes you just can't. Like people are gonna be people, man. And I just I just try to love people, man, and just keep doing my thing, and just understand like it's not like that part of them don't have nothing to do with me. It's something with them that's going on in their life. Like bro, I really did have some people that was like trying to tear my life apart, and then like they ended up like one person got in a better situation and actually started talking to me. And then the other person kind of stayed in that funky mood and was still the same way. But they, they kind of like, you could just tell if something going on in somebody's life, it might not even be about you. It's something going on that they can control, but they are directed to you. And it's not, it's something that they don't even understand. So like, bro, I just, man, I don't know. I love helping people too. People, people see, what you doing yeah man you just gotta and god been working on me with that too bro you just gotta wish him the best bro like wish everybody i just hope to see you do well whether you wrong me you know whatever i feel played whatever i just wish you the best man look you hope your life do well your family your kids you you know what i'm saying hope you prosper mm. but shoot moving on from the drama though bro how how, how did you um get into like the dog sport and and do you entertain or would you entertain like other venues besides or have you other venues besides PSA I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you bro PSA was easier to get into because the people that the style of training that I was attached to or that I was attracted to um but I've trained I've trained for every sport. I ain't gonna say every sport. I've helped somebody, some way, some dog, and I've actually taken dogs. So a lot of dogs that people don't know that's out there that I didn't actually have some dealings with. That's in different sports, bro. And I don't, I don't too much. I say PSA because it gives me an all-around feel, but all sports bro as long as it's dealing with the dog's mind and if as long as somebody asks and the dog do a certain thing and they consider it hard it's it's my job to do it i'm more so and you will see that i'm i'm slowly bagging out of sport because i just want to focus on the education part but i'm just about training bro like, you can't I, do I, that you gotta you gotta get that three i don't have to bro i can help Listen. somebody you you're right you're right you're right you can help yeah. somebody because you know what i feel better bro as a coach than with my own dog I, I do i feel i feel better like teaching people than doing it with my my dog you know what i'm saying like if if we went to a little competition they had this little like i forgot the name of the titles that you get but i we took like six or eight of our members and everybody did well, you know, and I was I was just happy for that. You know what I'm saying? That that the club went out and 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 did well. And I kind of like that mindset of just like the team doing everything. I don't know. Are you into like MMA or anything? 
I actually did a MMA for a year and a half. Oh, for real? So you into jujitsu yeah. at all? A little bit, a little okay. bit. My uh, my instructor, man, he just got deemed into the Hall of Fame, man. Shout out to Danny Dream. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. He's a good guy. So have you uh, what's the what's the name of the people uh? Pedagogue submission fighting or submission some. I wouldn't know what you're talking so if about. So if you go on YouTube, there's a, uh, you could just type Daisy Fresh documentaries, pedago submission fighting or something like that. Uh, it's, just a, it's just a squad of guys that's just like real tight, family-like, but they don't have nothing, bro. But they just jujitsu all day, all night. You know what I'm saying? And it would, I think about that as like when we go somewhere and compete, I want my whole squad to take over like that. You got what I'm saying? And so that's just the 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 family oriented dream that I have for the people that I train with. You know, like you go out as a club. This club is it for a while. Um, uh, everything that came out about uh, from Derrick Rose and them was just everything from over there was nice. You know what I'm saying? As far as like when it came to PSA and Coy, mm. and all, you know. That's his name, huh? Koi Fam, mm-hmm. Asian dude. Yeah. yeah. Just, just everything was nice. So they had just a nice little system going on. And I just like to see people stick together. You know what I'm saying? And have fun, man. Have right. fun. All right. Some people be getting too deep, man. It's dog yeah. training. Especially if this is not your profession. Like us, this is how I make a living. But a lot of people in the club, they got jobs. You know, just it's leisure just for dogs. Like, you don't get that serious. But some people, a lot of people live through the success of their dogs you know what i'm saying versus mm-hmm. like the dog messed up it's just it happens bro like you win yeah. you lose you know what i'm saying go back to the lab do it again make it better but yeah a lot of people i'm talking about they get their feelings hurt you got to watch what you say like just online like if you if you was to critique somebody's dog openly online you're gonna get so much flack for oh you hating you just that yeah. I, like so i never do it like if I have like some positive or uh, constructive criticism for somebody, I'll I one, I have to know them. And two, I have to, I'm gonna inbox it to them or I'm gonna hit them on the phone. You can't have no conversations out in the public, man. They're gonna swear you trying to you trying to kill their dog career, their career, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's crazy, man, because I love dogs, man. And that's one thing that like people people, I don't know. Like, I didn't got, I didn't got, like, people say, oh, well, you know, that's, you know, if you like your dog to be that controlled, you got to be a certain type of person to make a dog life like that, X, Y, Z, but I didn't see, man, I didn't see some of the craziest stuff, man, that just comments. You, you'll never see me argue with anybody. <laughs> yeah, like, sometimes I like, I like, I get into it. Like, you know what, it, what bothers me, bro? If somebody is <laughs> if somebody is saying something and I know different, like say, say, um, just say we host the competition. You know, I host a throwdown, which is pretty it's pretty big. Um, matter of fact, your folk came down and uh what's the old girl came down, she did real well in that. But um um, like just say that they talk about their dog after, just say they got third place, right? But there mm. were pockets in there where your dog had some you know 
uh, subpar performances, right? And you go out raving about how this dog is the best thing in the world, just that another that it just bothers me. You know what I'm saying? Then you're gonna go, you're gonna go breed it, and then you fooling everybody that it's just and it just bothers me that I know the truth and you spilling lies to the to the public. So but you know, it ain't too much you could do. You just sit back and look at it like, damn, that's crazy. You know, and then it just leaves it to other people having to do their research. You know what I'm saying? And I don't try to be like, a, you know, the dog police or policing people about what and what not to do with their dog and how to promote them and all that. Because some people got a good promotion game, boy, I'm talking about. If their promotion game was good as their training, boy, they'd be on top of the world. But, you know, they... In this age, I think that's just it. With Instagram, you can live like two different lives. You feel me? You could you could be two different people. You know what I'm saying? I didn't say it too many times, man. Yeah, but uh, shucks, man. I that say- what you say? I just I just say it too many times. I put my hands on a lot of dogs, but I put my mind and my hands on a lot of dogs. Yeah, I, I man, I went to buy dogs, a couple dogs sometimes, and then. You'll get to the location wherever the dog is, and then you, you know me. Before I breed to a dog, anything I want to suit up, buddy. Like I'm like I want to know how he bite. You know what I'm saying? I want to know what he's scared of. What's his corkiness? Is he scared of sounds? You know what I'm saying? I want to know how he is inside, outside, the water, everything. Man, some people, man, you pull up on and you suit. You you start getting in the suit. I'm like I want to work him a little bit. What you gonna do? They want like this. I'm not gonna hurt your dog. I just want to take a bite from. Him. I just want to see, you know, boy. And then I, I, done, I done had dogs, bro. I just scream, just like a little curse test, you know, because I like breeding to dogs that don't have all these titles. And there's a lot of dogs out there that's great dogs that's not titled, that's not in a certain sport, whatever. And you know, some people who are involved in like heavy and in whatever venue it is they feel like you have to title these dogs to make him of some type of value and and i just like finding like little diamonds in the rough dogs that never been titled at all because the dog um jagger i don't jagger don't have no titles but that's a phenomenal dog you know and uh so uh, he's been bred charlie randolph bred to him had a little from him um, my, my guy, uh, Robert Garland, he bred to him, had a lid off him. I had a couple puppies from him. Phenomenal dog, phenomenal producer. So, man, but you get into people, some people's yard, bro, start working title dogs. And I had dogs that wouldn't even bite me. Like, on a simple, send your dog, <sighs> I'm screaming, present the bite. Some of them will bite you, you know, if I go to, put some pressure on him or something, you know, throw some bottles at him or a bag or something. He just skating around, hackles up. He singing to me and stuff. I said, oh, yeah. And then I'm like, this is the same dog. He's like, yeah, this is the same dog. Ooh. And then some people get used, so used to working in their backyard with the same decoy, the same people. And it, the dog don't see nobody else. He used to that red suit with the blue sleeves, and that's all he want to bite. You feel me? Yeah. Like, he don't want to bite nothing else so you bring mm-hmm. them somebody else they got camouflage suits pink suits he's like oh this ain't what i you know and I'm mm-hmm. like, Man, well you need to get out your backyard you like the dog i seen dog we had a competition in the horse arena dogs phenomenal i'm talking about you see the dogs looking phenomenal on facebook 
on videos and stuff. They all get in the arena. Like it wouldn't even stand up straight. Just crowding mm. down, looking at the ceiling. You know, in some horse arenas, they got them big fans on the top. Nah. You're like, what the heck? I said, man, your dog environmentals is you need to get them out, man. Yeah. Also, it's uh it's drive, man. The dog drive isn't as high to override the environmentals. I'm gonna tell you a funny story about Primo, man. He ain't never seen cans before he did his level one. And the mm-hmm. first person he saw real cans with was Derrick Rose. And this was around the time that I was shooting for like my uh, little reality show. It got messed over by a few things, but really COVID. And uh, I I remember going to the camera telling them like, I focus on everything else but this. And I didn't think about it because I'm real particular. I'm real detailed on my obedience. And, but it was me slightly doubting to give my dog an excuse that was like legitimate. But then at the same time, like I told them, I said, his driver push him through. And when I tell you, man, hey, that dude did exactly what I said. That sucker, that sucker saw them cans. Hey, he saw them cans. And that sucker said, hello. Wow. I was like, that's my guy. That's my boy. But yeah, man, I done, I done seen a lot of dogs as unsure about the environment, but they love the game so much that they can forget about it because dogs can't think about two things at once. So either they're going to be really strong or if they're not as strong, they're going to be really pushed by the environment. So they take care of one they take care of one frustration. Like, let's say if you got a dog that's scared of the water, but it's because he met the water first and he didn't necessarily have his mind on the on the bite. But let's say he loved the bite so much that the water, it's not that the water, it don't scare him no more. It's just he can't focus on it because one state of mind overrides right the water so, do you make sense yeah so check check this so reaper i take him out he's out of drive we're not training we're not doing nothing just having fun he don't like getting in water at all he gonna tiptoe he gonna jump over he gonna go around he gonna make whatever excuse now if it's raining too hard he don't want to come out his kennel on the wet grass you're up so mm. like what is wrong with you man you gotta get it so man, I time out and just put make a puddle by him. You know what I'm saying? I'm like you got to get rid. I put his food in the puddle. He got to eat right there. But he started getting more used to it. But he never had a problem in drive. Like if 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 I put him at a down and I turn him on, it don't matter what's going on. He never been in water before. And he jump in water and start swimming to get a bite. So I'm like, okay, he. So I don't know how to gauge that. Sometimes you see. Cause that's what really bothers me. A dog, when we at on our personal time, and I start seeing all this weirdness. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Oh, bro, this dog. I I just feel like it's gonna come and bite me. Especially if you're selling dogs to law enforcement. I just feel like that junk gonna come back and you know what I'm saying when they need the most. So them kind of dogs I'd be weary about, like a dog that's scared of thunderstorms and stuff like that. But I've seen those same dogs work and work well. You know what I'm saying? Even mm-hmm. even though it starts lightning, the rain scares them, they scared of, you know, out of drive. Yeah. 
Yeah, man, that's where that's where my my stuff survive on comfort come from. It's like why why dogs make the decisions that they do, and it's not even like like the survival is basically what what's keeping you alive, and the comfort is is the kind of like the governor and making the decision that what keeps you alive. So comfort would dictate what the dog thinks on a regular basis or feels on a regular basis that make the decision to say, would this dictate your survival? And most of the time dogs gonna say yes. You know, water, I don't want to fool with it. It's uncomfortable. Boom, it has nothing to do, do it's not doing nothing for my life. Uh, it's uncomfortable, boom, I'm going I'm gonna avoid it. But then when you put a bite out there, the dogs say, it don't matter. I'm going to go, you know what I'm saying? I'm going, that's what I'm focused on. So if a dog out of drive, that's where the survival and comfort come from. You just got to make the dog realize that it needs the water. Right. That's what, and, and I seen a lot of dogs, bro. I didn't, I didn't seen dogs, man, where people like, Oh, never bought a dog. And then I'm like, I like the dog. Cause I see, I see, I see uh his association mindset. It it might not like some things and it might run on something or it might do something, but if a dog, so I'ma tell you this. How can I put this? All right, so my biggest thing is is like when people say smart or like um, like intelligent or like a, a really advanced dog. Mm-hmm. You, a dog can display five things that I that that people would say oh, I don't like it. It's a weak dog, but the dog can do one thing for me that that I can see that he made an association with seven different things. Do that make sense? No, nah, I ain't catch it. I ain't catch it. Okay, okay. So like, so like. Physically, if I see a dog that's scared of water, physically, if I see a dog that's running from cans, physically, if I see a dog, you know, just, you know, just kind of like one of the dogs that people just not going to buy, right? Mm -hmm. But if I see something that the dog is like making associations, like he might not have ever really seen a fur pole, but his instinct is constantly making him look at it. He can't control himself. A dog like that, I can build because it's something that he can't help. So basically, he got a natural trance that he can get into, but people are not going to see that. They see the physical things that he he don't understand or that he don't know. Right. Okay. He, he's, Check he's this not. out. I have a dog right right now. I have a dog right now. She has more drive than I ever seen in almost any dog in the cage or the kennel by herself, right? But when you take her out and I want her to do something, so I'm trying to train her. Like, yeah, she know how to sit and all that, but it's not like a dog that wants a ball, wears a tug or food even. It's it's not like that. She, okay, I got a, a ATV. When I hop on the ATV, soon as she see me get on it, she loses. it. She starts spinning around in circles, biting, in on the, yeah, biting on the cage. But even if she get out, she's going to chase me. She's going to run. I could, I could go 
I could be hitting like 40. She she kicking up dust behind it. I'm talking about she going to do it until she probably about to die. I cannot get that dog to show me that type of drive with nothing else. I haven't yet. Hey, if I if I told you why, we might need to make that a phone call. Man, you can give me a little juice on here. Look, look, that's what it's about. Hey, that need to be a phone call, man. You can. Hey, you- I, I didn't see. I seen it time after time. It's uh, man, how can I put this? I got it mm-hmm. in my. It's it's called it's called time and reward. So like a dog like that, they got it in them. And you know it's in them. So basically, I'm going to try to give you an example. If you, so like comfort zone, the dog really used to be in that kennel. The dog know that kennel. It's the same It's the same state of mind that when people say, oh, my dog, she, she, she sits and she does everything inside the house. But she's a different dog outside of the house Mm -hmm. but we know as trainers that the dog has that same state of mind to be able to do that outside the house mean you look at a dog like them like i'm about to whip her ass into shape you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying but the owner can't think about why the dog is a different dog is because the house is the dog's comfort zone the dog has been able to learn that comfort zone to a degree to where it can explore and get crazy in his mind. But when it gets outside of that comfort zone and trying to do other things, the dog feels like it's out of that comfort zone. Right. So this is what I thought. I thought that I kind of made her crazy like that. So when it was puppies, I used to drive into the garage garage with the ATV. And she was the puppy that I picked to keep because she showed me a lot of potential from the time she was. And she's a Malinois uh, Press Canario mix. So she was the puppy that I picked to keep. And uh, she just showed me a lot. And then when I pulled in the drop, the, uh, the garage, she kind of backed up. It was like two or three puppies that like just went to the back. And I just left it running. So I would turn it on, feed her, turn it on, feed her, you know. And then I put a crate on the back of the ATV. I, I do this with almost all my puppies. I put a crate on the back of the ATV and I put them on there and let them eat while they rotten on the ATV. I just cruise slow. When she got about five, six months, that's when it kind of started. You start seeing her, you get the keys and I sit on it and she's like, <laughs> you know, she start going in circles. And so I'm just like, damn, I think I just created a crazy you know what i'm saying she associate you know what i'm saying the mm-hmm. atv and the riding and the sound you know whatever it is with just acting a nut it just made her crazy so yeah some dogs can't make associations outside so like repetition it's a lot of repetition in her comfort zone and therefore she feel like she got bro i got a dog right now bro I got a dog right now. Do the same thing. You inside of the kennel as soon like you can start closing the kennel, and she's like about to jump, about to do circles. But then you can open it up, and then she go back still. And then you about to close, and she about to do circles. She about to turn up, mm-hmm. and then open it back. She go back still. 
it's just it's that barrier and it's just like i say it's just the the repetition man like even like when dogs be barking their other dogs is walking and they in their kennels but they won't bite or fight another dog when they're outside of their kennel right 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 yeah it's just that just, case. i know that that barrier like type of issues you know like trade aggression and all that stuff but she actually comes out the cage chases the thing i just want her to do that i want to take her dock diving i want to do something play mm-hmm. some fly something she got a lot of energy she's hey, she just don't you, show me you know all you got to do bro is take away the cage take away the four wheeler she gonna get to a point where she say all right i miss this feeling and then she's gonna look at you like what else you want me to do i didn't I, i've taken i've taken dogs that people say they'll never bite mm-hmm. and then bite because I've taken away the reason why they bit or their activity that they used to have. Mm-hmm. And then I just replace it with, this is what you're going to do. And then they don't want to do it. All right. You don't do nothing. Right. Nah, See, that takes time. That takes a lot of patience too. Like I've taken the dog, I've taken dogs that wouldn't bite. Oh, people that say they wouldn't bite. And the first thing I do is I put them around my dogs that are doing what I want them to do. And I feel like it's something that they pick up from that. You know what I'm saying? Like, Actuality, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> like, cause right now I have never took my Frenchie. I have Frenchies. I never take them out to, to actually do bite work. Um, like teaching it to them, mm-hmm. but they, they see it so much that you know you they they come out that crate they hit a sleeve they they doing all the stuff that all other dogs doing so I, I had this one guy's dog and he had been to like two or three trainers they could not get the dog to bite and I, they were trying to get him to bite out of defense you know and so what i did was i just took him you know what i'm saying try to flirt pole him and wait until he showed me a little interest i would do it with other dogs like a dog right next to him and then start playing with him. And he, he started barking. I whisk it past him, you know, and just see if he's interested and all that. But long story short, this dog is now about three or four years old. He's he's doing phenomenal. He's biting. He's doing, you know. But it took way longer. Like, if I take a dog for two, three months, I had that dog for, like, six months just to get him at, a like, a lower level, you know what I'm saying, uh, of, of, of bite work. But he ultimately, he started doing it. But... Yeah, I don't really like projects too much. It's good for me, but I don't like it for to be out. You know, if somebody get out and they, because sometimes you train people, they all start biting and they, and they think that it's something that it's not. I'm like, man, your dog can't do all that, man. They're like, oh, you think I could do a PSA now? You think I could do APPGA? No, I don't think so. I think your dog's decent. He's a deterrent dog. He's not going to get you know, but then mm-hmm. that's where they start seeing everybody else work dogs and do this and that. Then they go get embarrassed and then they say, Josh trained my dog. And I'm like, I hate it, bro. I hate it, man. That's why, bro, I'm trying to tell you, bro, I'm glad you're recording this because this is why I'm kidding. Not this ain't the only reason why, but this is why I'm getting off into teaching people. It's, right. I, didn't, I didn't train a lot of dogs, man. It's, trying, it's time to teach people. So if I give you my system, if I give you my knowledge, my time, 
my brain, everything. And if you don't do it like this and you didn't see me do it like this, apparently you went wrong somewhere. Right. For real. Man, well, we don't we don't want all these people going the wrong way. I think I think that you're the man to guide them if it's if it's any guidance to be had. Like cause cause a lot of people uh you kind of live by or they they they're attracted to what they want or what they like like a personal trainer. Like you're never gonna see a successful personal trainer that's fat. You get what I'm saying? So if mm. you're if you're you know, on your videos, or you got demo dog that's slipping around and and it's doing all this exciting stuff. They like, yeah, he knows how to do that. Even if their dog is never gonna get, it's never gonna get on that level. They still, you know, they think that. You feel me? Yeah. yeah. So uh, it just it just helps out. This perception is everything. But it man, is. What's crazy is, is that. The same stuff that I do with my dogs, mm -hmm. a lot of people can do it with their dogs. It's just what I found out is that people don't, I don't know, it's it, here lately, man, I guess because it's like some people think that I'd be lying about how I do things. So, like, I tell them, like, hey, this is what you need to do. This is what you need to focus on. Then I get a video from somebody. They didn't did a million things with their dogs. And I'm like, I did not say you do that. Yeah. Right. But at the end of the day, I'm like, your dog got this potential. It can do this, but this is what you have to do. So I think now my next step is, is education. Yeah, some like, people, man, if you don't satisfy their needs, that's when they start finding other trainers. They do stuff to uh, make, make them feel good instead of sticking to a system. Like, I have no problem with people training with other people. But when you train with other people and I'm your main trainer, you know what I'm saying? And then you come back to me doing all this other stuff that, you know, your dog probably wasn't even ready for. It's, you know what I'm saying? We I'm taking it slow like this, that, and then you go on 50 different places. And um, Bob might do it different than I'm doing it. And it's it's conflicting. So I'm like, bro, don't do that. You know, woo -woo. boy, you know how many people, they're not going to say nothing to you. They're going to talk about you be like, man, he think my dog, blah, blah, blah. All I do is come to train. I do the same thing every time, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, this is what your dog is showing me. If you come to me twice a week and your dog is showing me that still he's not ready for step B, C, D, we're going to stay right here until he gets it. You can't move to step Z and you on, on C. And it just, it just be bothering me so bad. And then when a year later, their dog is still doing the same thing. And my dog is doing like more high level stuff. And they're like, oh man, how you? Because I took my time. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Right. To be honest with you, bro, Reaper just learned how to sit down on command. Like me telling him to sit and he's doing everything I'm saying. And before that, because I, I didn't want to correct him to, until I know for sure he knew what I was asking him. You got what I'm saying? So I was just... Sit down, sit down. I just do that a thousand times. Stand, sit down, stand, heel, sit down, stand. Yeah, I just do that. But I didn't know for sure if he, he got it. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And then uh, I just slowly put it in. He's a year old. I don't have, I'm not rushing for nothing. You know what I'm saying? I'm taking my time. Like, but a lot of people, man, they just, the first Rush. dog I had, I competed. I competed with my dog 
and this was before PSA had those all those age limits and stuff. I think she was like 11, 12 months when I first put her in there to start competing. I just used to say, oh, a dog competition. I pull up and just, I, my training ain't good enough. So let's go and just go to everything. Like they used to have this stuff called SDA. I just pulled up at that. PSA, pulled up at that. Personal protection, out of state. And I was doing pretty good, decent, but it was nothing on the level like, you know what I'm saying? I didn't have no precision. Like my dog was just super controlled. Like, you know, mm. knew how to bite, knew how to out, you know. But yeah, man, it was it it's just a lot of fun being free too. Like now that that I'm the trainer that I am, I host the competition, people expect certain things of me. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't have like no BS dog and you're the judge of all these other people doing. Yeah, you know, competing is that you know, but so I just have to, you know, raise the standards of what I think is nice and what's not because people who you know, some people be like, Oh, you don't need to do the focus here, that's stupid. I don't want my dog looking at my face. I'm like, bro, that's just a level of training that you're not at, and you just you know, it's kind of like a hating thing, like mm-hmm. yeah, because I used to do it. I used to be like, Man, it's dumb, but because I was just had my dog was healing, but it wasn't looking up like you know straight head not looking around super focused you know well it's just raising the bar setting a different standard for yourself you know yeah i I like to do i like to teach dogs unnatural things make it look natural yeah he yeah yeah boy flowing though he's flowing how how old is he he better be four october 15. oh man so Four October fifteen. Would you say like a, a mouse your favorite breed? Nope. Pit bull. I, really, I would say a pit bull. I would say a real pit, not the not the big head. Yeah, pit yeah, bull. like a, a game dog. Yeah, game dog. Yeah. But I would tell you, bro. Before I got Primo, I was about to. I had a cat is out the bag already, man. My life, the way it's going now, I'm just gonna capitalize off of Primo, man. I'm gonna stick with the mouse, but. My my preferred dog that I was gonna do Primo was actually was supposed to be a GSP. I was gonna do everything that I was doing with a GSP. I wanted to do a dog that people wouldn't really think that would do off breed. Yeah, just the off breed. Man, so check I, this out. I, I just like dogs. I had a a Catahoula hound. He was working, working, <laughs> working. Yeah, man, he was super nice though. And, and it was unexpected because he was um, my partner. He got killed. Rest in peace to my boy, Joe. Um, so I got his dog and I had him for a little while after that. So, you know, he just in the house. I'm like, Shit, let's work. You know, I took him to the field, see if he spanked up a little bit, had a couple people agitate him. First time I never seen none of this before. He's a house pit. He just, he bit the sleeve, the suit, everything. So I'm like, Shit, <laughs> let's go. Let's keep working. I worked him a little while and then ultimately, um uh his girlfriend at the time she came back and she uh she just i guess she was missing so she wanted him and then she got you know i gave her back to him i mean back to her so mm-hmm. yeah he's still he's still with her right now i don't even think she know that he was he was working like that but yeah man <laughs> so look we are about at an hour son so we 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 kicked it in for a nice while the camera about to cut off and it was nice hollering at you big dog I appreciate it, bro. We need to do a seminar together soon. 
Soon, bro. We could get it together. Probably in Texas. Probably in Texas, bro. Will do. All right, let's make it happen, bro. Will do. Peace. All right, brother. All right, boy.